You must know the times. Answers to 25 essential questions on end times prophecy. A powerful new book by Dennis James Woods. Wildfires, earthquakes, hurricanes, and floods that devastates entire communities. Global pandemics that kills hundreds of thousands of people. Social injustice, unrest, and lawlessness that threatens our societies. Where is this world heading? And what does the Bible say about the end times? You Must Know the Times is an eye-opening book specifically designed to educate readers about the last days. You will learn what the Bible says about conflicts in the Middle East, the Tribulation Period, the Nation of Israel, the Mark of the Beast, the Antichrist, Armageddon, the Rapture of the Church, and many more essential topics. Get your copy today of You Must Know the Times by Dennis James Woods at Amazon, iTunes, Google Books, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. Praise the Lord, everyone out there in podcast land. This is Dr. Dennis James Woods, and we're here with you one more time with the Revelation Revolution uh, podcast. Uh, today is February 16th. Uh, 2021 and uh, I am in the Chicago area and we are in the midst of a tremendous snowstorm you know I've, I've lived here just about all of my life and I've never seen this much snow I mean it's really really deep uh, out there and uh, you know so I'm, I'm, I'm doing like the Christmas song since I have nowhere to go let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. But listen, don't touch that dial. Stay with us uh, for the next, I don't know how many minutes. I'm going to try not to be on too long with you, uh, but I've got some important things. We're going to be talking about um, uh, how false prophets are leading evangelicals and this nation astray. You will not want to miss this one but i have to inform you that you have just joined the revelation revolution Praise the Lord again. I just thank God for all of you for tuning in. And uh, we're going to, again, like I said, have a great uh, lesson on this uh, time. And I uh, hope that you get your Bibles and your pencil and paper and all of that so you could take hopefully a snow. So I'm going to be using quite a few scriptures on today. And uh, also, uh, we're going to have about uh, some audio clips that I think are very important to reinforce uh, our message on this 
evening. And so, like I said, uh, I don't know where you may be, uh, but uh, I tell you, in Chicago, <laughs> we are getting hit. A lot of the country has been getting hit with snow. I was looking at the news today, and it actually had uh, Houston uh, with snow. I mean, you, you rarely see snow like that down there in Houston. I mean, it does snow every now and then, but, you know, this weather is really, really something. And so uh, we just have to, you know, act accordingly uh, because I tell you, it uh, uh, it's it can be really dangerous and treacherous out there. Uh, I just had a, a person come shovel my driveway out and all of that uh, a couple of uh, days ago, and uh, he he removed about a foot of snow. Now another foot has fallen, uh, and it might even be more. And uh, I tell you, it's 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 a it's a lot of snow, and so we just thank God that uh, uh, there are people that you can call <laughs> to help you out because I ain't getting out there, you know. So uh, we just be stuck in the house. Uh, but no, I'm just kidding. But the bottom line is, is yeah, when they, these elements are hitting, the last few years in Chicago, it really we haven't had that much small snow. I, I know last year we didn't get a lot, and so but this year it we are getting walloped. So to all of my friends out in the, the Bay Area and those that are in Arizona and other parts of California, I'm kind of like, I don't want to hear it right now because they're all going to say, ooh, Dr. Woods, it's nice and 80. But here we, you know, we outside playing basketball and sweating and all of that. Okay, I hear you, you know, but uh, hey, I, we, I, we live in a part of the country that has all four seasons with with extremes so now when it's hot here in chicago it's hot <laughs> it's burning up you know you'll be looking for some snow uh but uh, i tell you it, it, it's really something uh but again we uh, i just want to uh, tell everybody about my two books revelation revolution uh as a matter of fact those of you that have uh, looked at my podcast i actually changed the image of my podcast and uh, you'll see actually uh, a portion of the revelation revolution book cover it is a book that's going to challenge you to the core uh, and, and and give all of the reasons why we're not pre-trib uh, well some of the uh, uh, foundational arguments that we use but it is a great book because what it does ladies and gentlemen is it opens our mind up and it opens us up to be able to come to the book of revelation and not have just a dispensational uh, interpretation of the material that's in Revelation and that's the problem when we let our theologies get in and interpret tell us how to understand it what I've always told people just get in the book read the book let the book minister to you when the God gave the book of Revelation to John dispensational and all of that stuff didn't even exist okay and so the bottom line is is this ladies and gentlemen God put it in the Bible for a reason we are to read it we are to understand it and uh, uh uh, after you get that in your spirit, you know, like I said, if you, you go to a church that teaches pre-trib, so be it. I mean, I'm, I, I know I can't change anybody's mind or anything like that. I mean, Jesus Christ was here on earth. He didn't convince people, uh, everybody. So the bottom line is, is who am I, right? So, uh, but what we are saying is, is know both sides. If you're pre-trib or mid-trib, whatever trib you are, know 
know what the Bible, know what your doctrine says, but also know what the Bible says. Because I'm going to tell you in the final analysis, it's the word of God that's going to be true. Not your doctrine, not my doctrine, not your doctrine. It's going to be the word of God. And so whatever God said in his word and whatever reason God saw fit to give us the book of Revelation, we need to understand it. And so that's what my book, Revelation Revolution, is going to do. It's going to help you understand uh, some of the major issues with pre-trib. Now, we're not talking down to people who believe pre-trib. We're just saying that some aspects of that doctrine that potentially are going to cause people to get set up and think they're going to be gone, raptured, or going to be gone, and uh, still be here as the Bible talks about the Antichrist is going to make war against the saints. Now, that people have all kind of slants that they want to use on that and doctrinal interpretation, and they turn themselves into pretzels to try to make that somebody else, and that's not the church, and they use all kind of little silly arguments, like the word church isn't found, and this and that. They got all these little tea leaf, uh, follow the breadcrumb doctrinal pieces that if you just follow it, just like they lay it out, then you'll be able to understand it. Listen, just go to the Bible. Let the Word of God minister to your heart. My second book is You Must Know the Times. Uh, and uh, you've already heard the uh, uh, commercial prom uh, promotion for that book. And, and, and throughout this uh, broadcast, I'll be playing it. You already heard it in the beginning. And, and those of you that uh, might have noticed, you know, I kind of changed up how I do things. I got little tr musical transitions in there. Now I'm trying to get high tech, you know, I'm trying to step it up. You know, I'm a baby boomer. You know, it's taking me a minute to acclimate to all this technology and all that stuff. <laughs> But, uh, you know, we getting it, you know, so, uh, but I, I did, I did want to uh, share with you that you must know the times. Now, this is a book that is basically uh, for people that is not so much of a theological argument as it is, is introducing the reader at a, at a lay person's level to all of the, the major doctrines and tenets of end time prophecy. Like what is the rapture? What is the antichrist? Who is the, who is the antichrist? What is the mark of the beast? Who is a false prophet? Why? Israel is important, what Jesus said about the last days, the day of the Lord, uh, the second coming, all of that stuff, you know, it, it, the millennium, uh, all, all, it's so many topics that are addressed, uh, and, and we answer basically 25 essential questions. So this is a great book. You can get it uh, at many, many places. As a matter of fact, my Revelation Revolution book, you can actually order that from Walmart. Walmart has my book, uh, not, not in the stores, but online. Uh, you can could get uh you must know the times you can get that from christian book distributors you can get it from amazon all my books you can load them download them from uh, uh, uh itunes and apple and google and all of that and i release them all over the world so you know you could tell your friends if you're overseas or something like that uh, tell them about my books and about about our podcast and uh so we could we could just get that information out so uh god bless you and keep you in Jesus' name and uh, we want you to get the book that you want the, an autographed copy of the book, what you have to do is email me at PhD Ministries. That's a, a P as in uh, power, H as in holy, uh, Holy Ghost, but just the H, <laughs> and D as in deliverance. PhD Ministries. Spell the whole world word out. The number 400 at att.net. Just say, Dr. Woods, I want the book. I'll tell you how to uh, get it and purchase it and all of that if you want an autograph copy 
get it from me. If not, if you don't, if I have an autographed copy is not important to you, then get it from the uh, not, uh, the any number of venues of where my books are available. So uh, at this time, let's get into our lesson. And uh, uh, I would just like to begin our program or this segment with this statement. Whenever politics informs our religious world view, we are headed for trouble. When being a Republican evangelical equals being a Christian, and being a socialist democrat equals being of Satan or the Antichrist, then our nation is in trouble. And we're we're seeing so much division, ladies and gentlemen. And we're seeing all of this division being stoked by lies and false prophecies. It is an indictment not only against America but American Christians. Uh, how we behave and act and what we believe and what we promote. I'm going to play for you a segment uh, on a program uh, Sid Roth. A lot of you know him. He's a uh, almost an eccentric old uh, Messianic Jew. Messianic Jew means he's of, of the Jewish uh, 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 ethnicity, but he's a Christian. Uh, and he has a lot of kooky people on this program. But it's this one segment I want to play for you, and then we're going to pick it up and have some commentary about it. Well, speaking of uh, prophecy, the one thing that everyone at this moment wants to know is because if you're a Bible believer, you have to not want Biden to be president yeah, unless you're true. for abortion, oh, murdering your children in the womb mm -hmm. and out of the womb now. Yes. Uh, and, and the whole litany uh, of the, the most perverse sins in the Bible um, uh, and uh, who is going to win? Uh, has God shown you, Robin? Well, you know, um, I went into, I was in a meeting down in. Oh, to win. Uh, has God shown you, Robin? Well, you know, um, I went into, I was in a meeting down in Florida and, um, uh, I, I was listening to the Lord before this meeting, and uh, this wasn't even on my mind. But this is the way it happens at times. And I turned around, and the news was on, and I saw Joe Biden on the screen. And uh, you remember this. I told you this. I said, uh, I looked around, and just out of conversation, I said, Lord, 
Joe Biden don't need to be president. And just like this, just like if you'd answered me, he said, he won't. Just like that. He said, he won't. And then he said this. He said, and after the election, now this is going to sound strange, but he said, the Democratic Party will go underground. And I don't think that, I don't know exactly what that means, but he said they would go underground like the throne of Pergamon the throne of Satan that disappeared and showed back up in Berlin. And he said, they'll go underground and then reemerge at a later time under another thing and um, another banner maybe. Well, I, I understand that because of other prophets and I kind of piece things together. Other prophets have said that the Democratic Party will just kind of like disappear. But what you're adding to that is they're not going to disappear. They're right. going to do their strategizing That's as, right. as if they're, they've disappeared. That's exactly and right. Then and then I heard... Well, I heard that they're going to arise again, and this was a very specific prophecy. The Lord said they would rise again and come to power under the Antichrist. Hmm. Think about that. And I wasn't asking for that. He just told me this. Now, ladies and gentlemen, did you just hear that lunacy? Now, when this was recorded was October 30th, 2020. Did you not just hear this man say that the Lord told him that Biden would not be president? And then he said, meaning that Trump would win. And then after Trump win, the Democratic Party was going to go underground and reemerge in league with the Antichrist. Now, these are the types of voices. Sid Roth is a white evangelical. This prophet they call Robin somebody. It's him and his wife. They both named Robin. Uh are on television informing millions of people millions of people who watch this stuff and believe this stuff glory to God so now you can understand the influence that not only a liar-in-chief former president, because we know that is a complete lie, and whoever that man was talking to, who he said was Jesus, now, now I will say this, I believe it was a spirit that told him that. It just wasn't the Holy Spirit. Because the father of lies is Satan. Satan is a liar and he was from the very beginning. And this is why it is so important for us to get the right perspective on where the world and particularly this nation is headed. Let me say this again. Whenever 
politics informs our religious worldview, we are headed for trouble. When being a Republican evangelical equals being quote unquote a Christian and being a socialist Democrat equals being wicked and killing babies and all of the most wretched sins in the Bible as uh, Sid Roth portrayed it. That and like the man said that the Democratic Party was going to go underground and arise in league with the Antichrist. Then ladies and gentlemen, our nation is in trouble because too many people are listening and continuing to listen to Donald Trump. You know, it was interesting that uh, the Speaker of the House, with well, a minority leader now, uh, was saying that it was unconstitutional to try to convict Trump because he uh, was already out of office. But it's that's such a hypocritical thing to say. You know why? Because after the the uh, the House voted to impeach Trump, then the Speaker of the House would not bring it before the Senate. He said, let the election happen first. And he didn't even reconvene the Senate until the day before the inauguration. The Democrats wanted to go, or the House wanted to go ahead and start the process while Donald Trump was still president. It was the Speaker of the House. who would not bring it before the Senate until the day, or, or even reconvene the Senate until the day before the inauguration, which means the time ran out. They set up their legal argument, which was a dumb argument, because the, the, uh, the whole thing was, over the, all the evidence against them was overwhelming, but they set up the technicality by waiting to close before the inauguration to where there was no time to do anything. So then he would be out of office and then they would be able to use that as an argument. I mean, it's just terrible, ladies and gentlemen. But I want to read to you a, a passage of scripture. I'm going to use the NIV. Psalm 50, verses 16 through 22. And I want you to listen to this. It's what the word of the Lord says. It says, but to the wicked person, says God. God says, what right do you have to recite my laws or take my covenant 
upon your lips. You hate my instruction and you cast my words behind you. When you see a thief, you join with him and throw in your lot with adulterers. You use your mouth for evil and harness your tongue to deceit. Deceit means lies. You sit and testify against your brother and slander your own mother's son. When you did these things and I kept silent, you thought I was exactly like you. But now, but I now arraign you and set my accusations before you. Consider this, you who forget God, or I will tear you to pieces with no one to rescue you. That is Psalm 50 verses 16 through 22 to the NIV and that verse number 21 is so powerful when God says it he says and when I was silent you thought I was exactly like you God says I'm not like you but just because I didn't come down here and squash you in the middle of your sin because I didn't do that I'm not like you he said, but now I arraign you and set my accusations before you. He said, consider this, you who forget God. You don't forget God. You don't grab hold of a liar. And you believe false prophecies. God says, consider this, you who forget God, or I will you to pieces so much for that kumbaya blonde haired blue eyed nordic looking Jesus that you created God said I will tear you to pieces listen what the bible says now let me just back up a little bit because I know I have people that now, I'm African American. I know there might be people that are white evangelicals. Or I, I hate to even refer to race. But, but here in America, it's just in our fabric. It's in our context. I have nothing against my white brothers and sisters. Nothing at all. In the Revelation chapter 7, it says, I saw all races, nationalities, tongues, and all of that in heaven. So I, I, I'm not a racist person. But in order to call things out, we have to bring things up. We have to call things for what they are. Got to call the spade a spade. Glory to God. This is another uh, what Jesus said in Matthew 7, 15 verses 15 and 16. This is what he said. He says, Beware false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. 
A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then you will know them by their fruits. I don't care how much Jesus they say. I don't care how much Bible they quote. I don't care what. If you said, thus saith the Lord, and it comes out that things did not turn out like you said, then you are a liar and you are a false prophet. Period. There is no middle ground for that. The safe thing for anyone to say is, I believe. If you say, I believe, you can say, any, you can say anything crazy almost you, that you want to. And say, I believe, and if it don't come to pass, then people know what, that was from you and we know what to do with it. But as soon as you said, I heard God say, I heard Jesus say, and the Lord said, the minute you do that, you have presumed to speak for God himself. And when you preface anything with thus saith the Lord, it better be from him. Or else he will show you and show the world that you are a liar. Period. One of the things that Jesus said would be characteristic of the last days. Matthew chapter 24 verses 4 and 5 NIV. This is what he says. Jesus answered. Watch out that no one deceives you. You know when the disciples were asking what are the signs of the last days and what are the signs of your coming. The first thing he mentioned is that no one deceives you because what is characteristic of the last days or the particular times that we are talking about in the eschaton, the eschatology, the last days. What we're talking about is a pervasive deception. Deception. How it is going to be used to control people. He says, verse 5, he says, For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. And it could also mean many will come declaring Jesus and still deceive many. There are many people that preach the Bible, many people that call out Jesus' name, they're still liars. That's why in Matthew 7, 21 through 23, it says, in, the, in those days there would be many that stand before me and say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out devils in your name and do miracles in your name? And he said, he said and then the Lord will say, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I never knew you. So what you use my name? I didn't tell you to use my name. I didn't I didn't send you. You're a liar. And Jeremiah chapter 23 verses 30 through 32. This is what the Lord says in IV. Therefore declares the Lord, I am against the prophets who steal from one another's words supposedly from me 
Now listen to that, ladies and gentlemen. Steal from one another's work. These folks sit up here and listen to these other prophets and they pick up and perpetuate the same lie. Verse 31, he says, yes, declares the Lord, I'm against the prophets who wag their own tongues and yet declare the Lord declares. That's all they always say. The Lord declares. They always throw in the Lord's name out there because they know if they just say, I'm saying they don't have any credibility because they know they don't have credibility within themselves. So what they do is they invoke the name of the Lord's while they lie to the people. Verse 32, indeed, I'm against those who prophesy false dreams, declares the Lord. They tell them and lead my people astray with, with their reckless lies, yet I did not sin or appoint them. They do not benefit these people in the least, declares the Lord. He says they don't, they don't benefit these people in the least. What are these people that have been on Sid Roth and all these folks that have prophesied and prophesied about uh, Trump beating and winning the election? What did they benefit the people? All they did is fire these people up for nothing. And you see what ended up happening on January 6th. They had liars in the church. They had liars on the internet. They had liars on the TV. And they had a liar in the White House. What did it get them? The very reason why the Democrats have the majority in the Senate right now, the majority in the House with the tiebreaker of the vice president, the very reason is because of Georgia, ladies and gentlemen. And if Trump wouldn't have took his, which is a good thing, but by Trump taking his lion butt down there and getting involved in that, it messed everything up. Glory to God. At first, he's trying to overthrow the election by trying to tell them to find 11,780-something votes. Just find the votes. At first, he's trying to delegitimize the vote and then in the same breath not telling them, the people, to get out and vote for the two senators. It's a confusing message. Wait a minute. You just told me they stole the election. Now, why are you telling me to go back to the poll if it's all messed up? Wait a minute. It must not be messed up if now you want me to go back to the polls six weeks later to vote for two senators. Well, people weren't buying it. Because when you have false prophets connected with a liar that is a political person and the both of them are telling the same lie, what it does is it brings destruction and dishonor. That's what it does. Now, I'm not saying the Democrats are perfect. The Democrats ain't perfect. God ain't on no political side. He's not on no, no side. He's high and lifted up. He's above all of this. God ain't on nobody's side. God is on his own side. He don't ride on the back of a donkey or an elephant. Glory to God. He's the Lord of glory. He's high and lifted up separate from sinners. Who do we think we are that we can invoke his name to, 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 to condescend to our mere political agendas? It's what's the problem with evangelicals. They think that their agendas and God's agenda is the same. That's because they think God is like them. Democrats think God is like them. 
independence think God is like them and everybody claiming God well, no he's not like any of us news flash he not like you no he's not his ways are higher than our ways. His words are higher than our words. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And we will never be able to bring him down to our level. And that's all what we try to do. And when we try to bring God down, what are we really doing conversely is exalting ourselves above him. That's the sin of Satan. Whenever we try to bring God down to our level, we are raising ourselves up to his, which means we are exalting ourselves above God. Though we say with our lips we honor him, our fruit shows differently. Let me read another verse from Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 29 verses 8 and 9. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Do not let the prophets and the diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. I want you to listen to this. I want you to get this in your spirit. The Bible says that false prophets tell lies based on the dreams people encourage them to have. The prophets are saying what the people want to hear. The people want to be lied to. They want to be lied to. Listen to this, Isaiah chapter 30, verses 8 through 11. I'm reading from the Lou Living Translation. Listen to this, verse number 8. It says, now go and write down these words. Write them in a book. That they will stand until the end of time as a witness. That these people are stubborn rebels who refuse to pay attention to what the Lord's instructions they tell the seers, stop seeing visions. They tell the prophets, do not tell us what's right. Tell us nice things. Tell us lies. Forget all that gloom. Get off your narrow path. Stop telling us about your Holy One of Israel. Listen to that, ladies and gentlemen. This is the people of God. He says, tell us nice things. Tell us lies. Stop telling us the truth. We would rather hear a lie. This is in your Bible, ladies and gentlemen. Have we not seen this in America? How sick is our soul in this country? Tell us lies. Tell us nice things. Isaiah chapter 30 verses 8 through 11. Listen to Lamentations 2 and 14. NIV. The visions of your prophets were false and worthless. 
They did not expose your sin to ward off your captivity. The prophecies they gave you were false and misleading. Listen to that, ladies and gentlemen. Did you know that a true prophetic word comes to expose your sin so that you could repent so God doesn't have to judge you? And that's why Jeremiah lamented. He says, your false prophets, they told you stuff that was worthless and didn't expose your sin. It didn't expose your sin, white evangelicals. It didn't expose your racism, your hatred for anything that's not white like you. Your hatred. Your supremacy. That for so long you've nurtured and you've cuddled and you've cultivated. The hatred. The oppression. The murder. The lynchings. All in the name of the Jesus that you created. That looks just like you. The visions of your prophets were false and worthless. They did not expose your sin to ward off your captivity. The prophecies that they gave you were false and misleading. Hmm. Glory to God. Ezekiel chapter 14. Verses 7 through 11 from the NIV. When any of the Israelites or a foreigner residing in Israel separate themselves from me and set up idols in their hearts and put up a wicked stumbling block before their faces and then go to a prophet to inquire of me, I, the Lord, will answer them myself. Now, let me just set this up. Let me set this up for you because this passage is heavy. He says, when, when my people start to get away from me and, 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 and follow their own wicked hearts, and then turn around and then go to a prophet to inquire of me. The Lord said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm going to be the one who answered them. But it ain't going to be the answer they want. Listen to this. Verse number 8. He says, I will set my face against them and make them an example and a byword. I will remove them from my people. And then you will know that I am the Lord. And if the prophet that is enticed to utter a prophecy, I, the Lord, have enticed that prophet, and I will stretch out my hand against him and destroy him from among my people Israel. They will bear their guilt. The prophet will be just as guilty as the one who consults him. Then 
the people of Israel would no longer stray from me, nor would they defile themselves anymore with all their sins. They will be my people and I will be their God, declares the sovereign Lord. Verse number 10. Let's hear that again. This is in the NIV. Ezekiel 47, 14. Uh, verse number 10. I read 7 through 11 though. But verse number 10 he says, Then they will bear their gift. The prophet will be just as guilty as the one who consults him. God said I'm going to get both y'all. Not just the prophet, I'm getting you for listening to him. Why did you believe those lies? Why did you believe those liars? You are on a wicked political agenda, racist, political, hate, division, lie, rebellious, lawless, following a lying president and lying false prophets and this is what you get a nation that is divided a nation that is gone crazy that is losing its status in the world and everything why because you've never repented from your sin America you've never repented never repented Like the prophet says, you thought God was like you because he didn't say anything. You thought God was approving because he didn't strike you dead. You thought God was approving because he didn't rebuke you from heaven and shut up the heavens and take away your wealth and take away your power. See, you thought he was like you, but he's not like you. He's not like any of us. He's God. Far above the realm of mere human politics. So where does all this lead us? It leads us to lawlessness and rebellion. That's what it leads to. Look at what it says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse number 3, from the NIV. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way. For that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. Now, this passage is talking about the Antichrist. I'm not saying Donald Trump is the Antichrist. I'm not saying that. But I'm going to take from this text and apply it to circumstances that are here in America today. He talks about a rebellion occurring. But this rebellion occurs because of, uh, because of a lawless individual. And whenever rebellion occurs, lawlessness occurs. And whenever lawlessness occurs, then destruction comes. Now this will be manifested. This will be epitomized. This will be manifested and brought to pass in eschatology in the person of the Antichrist. Yes, that's what Paul is talking about in the historical grammatical context of Second Thessalonians chapter. Two, but we are using, we are applying this 
principle. You take lawlessness. You take rebellion. Put that in the mix. And you're doomed for destruction. Destruction, ladies and gentlemen. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 8 through 12 even takes this conversation even a little further. This is what it says. NIV verse number 8. Then the lawless one will be revealed. Then the lawless one will be revealed. Whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of his coming. Again, he's talking about the Antichrist here. When he comes back in the battle of Armageddon, he's going to come, he's going to take the Antichrist and destroy him. Yes, he's going to talk about Antichrist. But we're going to apply this because there's some principle in here that are important. Verse number 9. The coming of the lawless nun will be in accordance with how Satan works. How does Satan work? Satan is a murderer and a liar. So through lies he controls people. Through lies he deceives people. That's how Satan became the God of this present world, this present age, is because he lied to Eve and deceived her. He snuck in and power transferred from man to the devil through a lie. He didn't have to kill her. He didn't have to cut her head off. He didn't have to do anything. All he had to do, all he had to do was lie to her and say, you will be like God. And that has been man's downfall ever since trying to be like God through believing a lie. This is why the Bible says the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Thy word is truth. But whenever we believe the lie, we are brought into bondage. Verse number nine, Second Thessalonians. Chapter two. The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power, signs, and wonders that serve the lie. <laughs> Listen to that. The lie, the lie, the lie. When did we see this? When did, where have we seen this before? Where have we seen this principle working in America? The lie, the lie, the lie. Oh, if we lose, it's because the Democrats stole it. If we lose, it's because they overthrew the election. The lie, the lie, the lie. Verse number nine, again, the power, the coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that 
serve the lie and all the ways that the wickedness deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth to be saved. Those people refuse to hear the truth that there wasn't any stolen election. The states that flipped for Democrats was a testimony against Donald Trump because down ballot they still voted Republican. It was Republicans who refused to vote for Trump. He was his own worst enemy. And so in Georgia, you had him coming out and saying, listen, Trump is not telling the truth. There, there were no people, 50,000 people, dead people voting. There was, they went through each one of the things and just discounted them and said, these are all not true. Over 60 lawsuits, not a one win in court. Not at the district court level, not at the appellate court level, twice before the Supreme Court with, with justices that he just put on there. Judges that he appointed at the appellate and district levels. It's terrible. It's terrible. You know, the Bible talks about the attributes of the Antichrist. In, in Daniel 11.36, this is what it says. This coming king will be independent of any authority apart from himself. He will do as he pleases. Listen to that, ladies and gentlemen. Now, the backdrop here of 1136 is Antiochus Epiphanes, the ancient Antichrist type of person that Jesus referred to in the abomination of desolation. But by the time you get to 1136, what's end up happening is it switches from talking about the historic figure Antiochus Epiphanes, king of Syria, to the futuristic antichrist. Futuristic antichrist, one of his characteristics, he is a independent of any authority. In other words, he doesn't play by the rules. He makes it up as he goes. He doesn't play by the rules, ladies and gentlemen. He does as he wills. See, this is why Donald Trump could say, Pence can overthrow turn the whole thing around. We're dependent on Pence. It depends on what he does. And he's a liar because he knows that the vice president does not have the authority to do that when they're certifying those votes before the Senate. That is a procedural thing. He has no power to do anything. Trump knows that. His lawyers told him. Him and Pence had it out about that. Yet he went to the people and lied to the people and threw under the bus the most loyal person that was in his corner. Threw him under the bus and lied to the people. 
They believed the lie and they went to the Capitol building looking for the man, talking about hang Pence. And Pence was just in Georgia. Just in Georgia. Campaigning for the two Republican senators that were thrown out of office. You mean to tell me those prophets did, did it cross your mind what God didn't see that coming? How do y'all miss that and claim God said something else? The coming king, Daniel eleven thirty six, will be independent of any authority apart from himself. He will do as he pleases. Daniel eight twenty five again talking about Antiochus uh, Epiphanes, but. This verse here has futuristic qualities to it because listen what he says. He will cause deceit to prosper. In other words, he will cause lies to prosper, lies to work, lies to get ahead. He will consider himself superior. I'm reading from the scriptures, ladies and gentlemen, down here, 825 NIV. He will cause deceit to prosper and he will consider himself superior. And when they feel secure, he will destroy many and take his stand against the prince of princes. So we know what he's talking about, Jesus. Yet he will be destroyed, but not by human power. Interesting. Now that's getting into the book of Revelation. Let's go to Revelation chapter 19, verse number 20. This is what it says. But the beast was captured. And with it, the false prophet who had performed the signs on its behalf. With these signs, he had deluded those who had received the mark of the beast. You see, those who get the mark of the beast are under delusion. And this is what Jesus talked what Paul talked about in 2 Thessalonians. They're going to be under delusion. They're going to be, believe the lie. They're going to be believing the liar. They're going to believe it. The world is being prepared for Antichrist. Trump is a type of how the Antichrist is going to be. He's going to be a person who comes and uses the lie. He's going to be a person who thinks only of himself, who doesn't go by the rules, who makes up his rules and say, Pinch, you can go over there and just overthrow this whole thing and keep me in power. When he knew that was a lie, he's trying to make up his own rules in an in a alternate reality because he's like a reality TV show star. That's what, that's what America gets. See, this is what happens when you vote for someone who's never had a political office, who's, who's got a shady past who's an adulterer and a liar and a con artist and you put him in office because he promises to give you your agenda oh you evangelical you ministers you sold out your people for 30 pieces of silver and you knew the man was no good you knew he was no good yet you put him in office why so he could carry out your agenda. See, because you think you're like God and God is like you, you think that's God's agenda. Oh, stop abortion. Oh, just be a friend to Israel. Oh, get rid of the homosexuals. Oh, control them black folks and keep them out of our suburbs and build that wall. See, that's the agenda you have. 
That's why it's dangerous that you interpret your religion through political agendas. That's why it's dangerous. Because then you'll get in bed with a liar just to get your way. As one evangelical pastor said, many of these evangelicals made a Faustian deal. A false, false was a person who sold himself to the devil. Sold his soul to the devil. For this reason, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11. For this reason, God sends them powerful delusions so that they will believe a lie. You see, what happens is, is when you don't, when you don't repent from your sin, America's never repented from their sin. America's never admitted their, how, how they did black people, how they did the uh, uh, indigenous people, how they tried to wipe them out, how they bought from Europe their white Nordic looking Jesus and their form of Christianity that says white people are superior y'all and we come to take this in the name of our Jesus that looks like us the God they created they're still hanging up in their churches to this day it's idolatry the second commandment says, Thou shalt make unto thee no graven image of any likeness of anything that is in heaven, in the heavens above the earth beneath, or the waters, or, or the waters under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to the north, shalt not serve them, for I am the Lord thy God. I'm jealous. This is the second commandment, right behind that shall have no other gods before me. Because God knew people would draw pictures, take pictures, make images, and bow down and worship him. And the picture that we have of Jesus is a lie. And they know it. It came from Europe under one of those popes. Glory to God who had his son sit there and model for that picture. And it's been with us ever since. It's European art from the from that, that age of when they were doing all that Renaissance stuff. Yes, any culture, any race would try to make God look like them. That's all of our fault. We would do that. But when you make a God look like you, what you're saying is God is like me. And if God is like me, that means I'm better than you. Anybody that's other than me, I'm superior. And that's how they did it in Europe. That's how the British did it. They claimed and went and took the lands that were not theirs for God and king and queen. We've colonized the world. We ran the world. You know, it was boasted on the, by the British Empire how the sun never set on the British Empire. Yeah. How many of them countries they control today? They lost them all. Because people aren't going to be dominated forever. You're not going to keep telling that lie. Look what happened in South Africa. Ask the Dutch what happened. 
go over there and enslave people and take their stuff, take their resources and use them and keep them, treat them like uh, second citizens, second class citizens. You send your missionaries over there. You bring your form of Christianity and then you dominate people. Next thing you know, you're moving in. You're building your hospitals. You're building your schools. You're building your factories. You're bringing it. Next thing that know, that is a subjugated country that you call your empire. It's how the Romans did it. It's how the Greeks did it. It's how the British did it. It's how the Germans did it. That's how Hitler wanted to do. Look at the lies Trump told. Remember, he's a liar now. Before the election started, Trump started putting it in the minds of the people. The only way we could lose is if they steal the election. The question is, when they say they steal the election, who is the they they're talking about? Who is the they they're talking about? I think we all know that. He knew that blacks and other minorities were being hit hardest with COVID-19. And they were more likely to want to vote by mail. Therefore, Trump told his, his people, y'all go to the polls. Don't vote by mail. Y'all wait and go to the polls. That was one of the biggest missteps that cost him the election. See, and try to be deceitful and be slick and try to circumvent a voting block of people, he messed himself up. Because if more Republicans would have took advantage of voting by mail and early voting, then what would have happened is they might not have lost those seats. But since you told your people to stay home and go to the polls... Because you were setting up a situation to where you could contest the election just in case it didn't come out. You put in a plan on how to contest it by saying they stole the election. But the question is, is who is the they? What day was he talking about? He was talking about the urban areas, the black people. Who voted in Detroit? Who voted in Chicago? Who voted in Wisconsin? Who voted in Pennsylvania? Who voted in Michigan? In Arizona? And all of those other places. But why did so many black people vote? It's because Trump and his racism and all of the hate and division that he was stoking forced people to out of their homes to the polls. Force people to turn in those ballots. He set in motion the own mechanism that would destroy his political career and make him a one time president. In America, that is a statement when you're only elected once. I think there's only been four other presidents that didn't do two terms. 
It's an indictment against you when they put you out after your first term. And many of the people who voted Republican stay, stay continue to revolt Republican, but they just wouldn't vote for Donald Trump. He refused to acknowledge the truth about Biden's win and continued to promote the lie that the election was stolen. Had people like Paula White and a white evangelical and uh, 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 and Kenneth Copeland, another white evangelical and and uh, uh, Higgs out there in, in the West Coast. All these people stoking all, ladies and gentlemen, it's shameful. Trump lied about the coronavirus. Virus. He admitted it to Bob Woodard in an interview. He knew it was more deadly, but he didn't want people to panic. People wouldn't have panicked. They'd have did what they should be doing. He first he didn't want to wear a mask. Oh, it looks weak to wear a mask. Yeah, now we got almost 500,000 people dead. He lied about Pence's ability to overturn the outcome of the election. And put all the blame on his most loyal supporter, throwing Pence under the bus. He incited a rebellion and caused the assault and insurrection on our Capitol building in order to disrupt a session of Congress. All those who believed his lies and stormed the Capitol building are now being hunted down by the authorities with no chance of being pardoned. They believe the lie. Now they're going to pay for it. And where's Trump? Down in Mar-a-Lago paying golf. Yo, but about to go to jail. Believing a liar. That's all right. His day is coming too. It's the most stuff coming. So when white evangelicals like Sid Roth promote the idea that Republicans are Christians and Democrats are those satanic people that are backing, that is going to be backing, uh, controlled by the Antichrist, that's reinforcing racism and division and based on a lie from the mouth of a liar and false prophets. You heard what Sid Roth said? You heard what that prophet said? About Democrats? That's because when you turn around and you take your world view, glory to God is so dangerous whenever politics informs our religious world view, we are headed for trouble. When being a Republican equals being a Christian and when being a Democrat equals being a socialist that's in league with the Antichrist, our nation is in trouble. Because the socialist Democrats is another word for them minorities, especially them black folks. They stole the election. the steal they stole the election and put the blame 
on the very people in whom America has enslaved and systematically oppressed for hundreds of years under the banner of being a Christian. Isn't that something? They stole the election. That's what they, they accuse black people. The same people in whom America has enslaved and systematically oppressed for hundreds of years. But it's all under the banner of being a real Christian. In other words, some evangelicals are saying, you're not a Christian unless you look like me. Unless you think like me, unless you vote like me. I want you to listen to these rioters, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to listen to them. This is footage we're playing from the New Yorker, a newspaper. I want you to listen to this. Now, did you hear that? These people stormed the Capitol building and prayed. Now, I want you to, did you, I want you to, if you heard it, they say, God, thank you for the white light. He said it a few times. It's white supremacy, ladies and gentlemen. It's their version of Christianity. It's that perversion that caused people to lead a rebellion based on a lie. Just like Antichrist is going to do. But let me read Psalm again. Psalm said 50 Verses 16 through 22. 
But to the wicked person, God says, what right do you have to incite my laws or to take my covenant on your lips? You hate my instruction and you cast my words behind you. When you see a thief, you join up with him. You throw in your lot with adulterers. You use your mouth for evil and harness your tongue to deceit. You sit and testify against your brother and slander your own mother's son. When you did these things and I kept silent, you thought I was exactly like you. But I now arraign you and set my accusations before you. Consider this. You who forget God or I will tear you to pieces and no one to rescue you. This is how powerful a lie is, ladies and gentlemen. But it's going to take people with a religious ideology to believe the lie. See, you have to, you have to, you have to mix it, politics and religion. Put them in. It's a strong mixture, and this is why, when the Antichrist comes, he must also have a religious figure who can charge up the so-called religious to promote and believe and act upon the lie. Then throw in the lie about redemption after taking the mark of the beast. This, see, this is why this thing is so dangerous. Because now there's another lie. See, when they're praying and say, oh God, deliver us from all this stuff and all this and talking about the white light. Oh my God. Did you hear that? But there's another lie. And this lie is snaking its way through evangelicalism and I'm calling it out every time I get the opportunity to do it. John MacArthur in this area is a liar because he teaches that we could take the mark of the beast and still be saved. You see, the whole pre-trib thing has the America believing the lie that, oh, we're too good to get persecuted. Oh, why would God let us go through that? And this, this thing and that thing. And, oh, that's another group of those people. Even though the people, the saints in Revelation chapter 13, even though they go to heaven, they're in the first resurrection. They're washed in the blood of the lamb. Their names are written in the last book of life. They're going to live and reign with Christ all of the things that are going to, it's not that they don't go to heaven, they do. It's not that they're in the first, not in the first resurrection. They are. It's not that they've been washing the blood of God, of the Lamb. They have been. It's not that their names are not written in the Lamb's book of life. They are. The only thing that's different about them, they are here to get persecuted and we don't want to be persecuted, right? We don't want to go through that. We don't want to hear the truth about that. We want to go to the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. The Babylonians are not coming. Jeremiah, you don't know what you're talking about. And if you don't shut up talking about, we're going to kill you. 
That's what the, that's what Jeremiah was trying to tell the people. You guys are talking about the temple of the Lord. He said, you don't know the Babylonians is going to come. They're going to destroy this place. And you're going to be taken captive. You're going into captivity. Do you think that religious folks wanted to hear that? Do you think religious folks want to hear that it's going to come a time of persecution where a liar just like Donald Trump but much more power, a liar and deceiver that comes, he's going to come just like you just seen this man? Don't you understand this is going to happen again? And people are going to believe the lie. I'm going to play one more clip for you. Because there are some people that said, I, I was talking to an associate the other, not too long ago, and she was telling me how she tried to tell people that John MacArthur has said that you could take the mark of the beast and still be saved. They said he didn't say that. They refused to believe it. I'm on play it. You can hear it in his own words. And those of you who do not believe this man said it, play it. I'm going to play it. You can hear it. You can go to their website. You can call their church and they will defend his position. Let you hear it yourself. Regard to the latter half of the tribulation period, when when men would be required to have the mark of the beast in order to buy or sell, my question is: uh, once a person takes the mark, is there any possibility of him coming to Christ? Yes, uh, I think you know in, in the seven-year tribulation coming in the future, we're going to get into this. So probably a week from Sunday night, maybe this Sunday night, maybe a week. I'm not sure, but. Um, the tribulation is a seven-year period, right? The rapture of the church, seven-year tribulation, then Christ returns, sets up his kingdom. Now, in that seven-year period, really two things happen. God begins to judge the world with a series of holocausts, and at the same time, he begins to redeem his people, Israel. And in the process of this, the Antichrist establishes his rule, and in order to function in the economy of the Antichrist, you have to take the mark of the beast. Uh, the mark being the number of a man, Revelation 13, 666. Six is the number of man, right? Seven is the number of perfection, and man always falls short of perfection. 6666. Always six is never seven. So the number of man. And apparently what's going to happen, you take the mark on your hand or on your forehead. And we've talked a lot about that, you know, that, uh, that that's kind of the computer situation. We're now moving fast toward the time when we're going to have to do everything we do by cards and by numbers and all of that. And uh, uh, those numbers, the thing about a card that's a problem is you lose it and they've already devised systems to put the number on your hand and on your forehead. And you go through a scanner and, then, you know, that's how you buy and sell. It's automatically deducted from your bank account. Now, the question is, if you're living in the tribulation period and you take this mark, in other words, you identify with the beast's empire, Will you still be able to be redeemed? And I think the answer to that is yes. Yes. Otherwise, there would be no salvation of anybody in the end of the tribulation. And you've got to have the salvation of folks in the end of the tribulation. You're going to have the Jews redeemed. You're going to have, according to Revelation chapter 7, an innumerable number of Gentiles redeemed. So many, they can't even be counted across the face of the earth. So I don't think the fact that someone takes that is a sentence to, it, to permanency. Any more than you being a part of this world system once in your life means you have to be a part of the system all your life. Well, especially when the 144,000 don't start their ministry till the second half. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That make it a little tough. Yeah. Once again, you just heard a lie, ladies and gentlemen. Put it this way. If people will believe Trump's lie, to the point of attempting to overthrow the government. 
when the Antichrist comes and employs the same lying tactics, people will compromise. Because the Antichrist will promise people economic freedom and prosperity through his global economy. People will not want to be forsaken or be the outcast of society. Marked for prison and death. Just as the Bible declares, people will believe the lie. But here's what the Bible says. And here's what Dr. MacArthur is dead wrong. The Bible says, verse number of Revelation 14 and 9, If anyone worships the beast and its image and receives the mark on their forehead or their right hand, they too will drink the wine of God's fury which has been poured out full strength into the cup of his wrath. They will be tormented with burning sulfur in the presence of holy angels and of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment will rise forever and ever. And there will be no rest day or night for those who worship the beast and his image, or for anyone who receives the, receives the, mark, the mark of his name. This calls for patient endurance on the part of God's people who keep his commandments and remain faithful to Jesus. Now this is talking about, ladies and gentlemen, this is very clear. And I want you to notice something. It says they will have, they're going to be burning forever with no rest day or night. Now actually what that's describing is not the wrath of God that follows in Revelation chapter 16 with the seven bold judgments. This is actually looking forward to Revelation 20. The verdict of the great white throne judgment is to be thrown in the lake of fire, which is the second death. But here's what I wanted to share with you. Let's go back to Revelation 13. Now listen to this talking about the Antichrist verse number 7 and it said and it was given authority over every tribe people, language and nation and all the inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast all whose names have not been written in the Lamb's book of life now listen to the disqualifier everyone is going to get the mark of the beast all whose names have not been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So the people who get the mark of the beast are those whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The, which means those who refuse to get the mark of the beast, their names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So if you get the mark of the beast, that means your name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And what happens to the people 
whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Well, let's go to Revelation. We don't we don't need a, we don't need a scholar to tell us anything. All you got to do is read your own Bible. This is why I was saying, read the book for yourself. You have to know this for yourself. So when a liar comes and tells you something that contradict directly contradicts the Word of God directly because he's a scholar, because he has commentaries, because he's a president of a, a university, he has an international ministry, and because he's a multi multi millionaire, even though he he talks about all the other prosperity people don't kid yourself John MacArthur is a multi-millionaire many times over his commentary set that's that's 20 something volumes that commentary set costs between 300 and 500 dollars a set he sold millions of those that's not counting his other books man's a multi-millionaire okay he's making big bucks glory to God but listen to this. The great white throne judgment. I want you to listen to this. Verse number 11. And I saw a great white throne. And him who was seated on it. The earth and the heavens fled from his presence. And there was no place found for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne. And the books were open. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. And another book was open, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had, been, what they had done as it was recorded in the books. The sea gave up the dead that were in it. Death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. Each person was judged according to what they had done. Now listen to this very carefully. 14. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Now let's go back to Revelation chapter 13 and see if John MacArthur's his words square with what you just read, what I just read to you. Verse number 8, verse number 7, and, and, and verse 7b, and it was given authority over every tribe, people, now this started verse 7. And it was given power to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. That means to kill them. He's going to make war against them. Just like they killed Jesus. Now maybe not on a cross, but we're all, hey look, we will be sacrifices. Glory to God. Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. Verse, and continue to read. And it was given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. Verse number 8. All the inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast, all whose names have not been written in the Lamb's Book of Life, of the Lamb who was slain from the creation of the world. So here's the issue. And then let's go to Revelation chapter 17. This will be my last verse and then we'll get out of here. All right? Verse number 8, 17. The beast that you saw once was 
now is not, and yet will come up out of the abyss and go into destruction. And the inhabitants of the earth, whose names have not been written in the book of life from the creation of the world, will be astonished when they see the beast, because it once was, now is, and yet will come. So here it is, two times it tells you in the scriptures, ladies and gentlemen. The people who get the mark of the beast are those whose names are not written in the last book of life. Here's the problem with John MacArthur's statement. He's using it as to say, well, everybody gets the mark of the beast. And there's going to be people saved during the tribulation. Therefore, having the mark of the beast doesn't damn you. That's stupid. Because the Bible clearly says everyone whose name is not written in the Lamb's book of life. That's who's going to get the mark of the beast. Which implies the people who refuse to get the mark of the beast, their names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Here's John MacArthur's problem. How do you get somebody in heaven whose name is not written in that book? That's the problem with so, ladies and gentlemen, this concludes our program. We will talk to you the next time on the Revelation Revolution. See you next time in Jesus' name. You must know the times. Answers to 25 essential questions on end time prophecy, a powerful new book by Dennis James Woods. The world is spiraling out of control at an alarming pace. Wildfires, earthquakes, hurricanes, and floods devastate entire communities. Global pandemics kill hundreds of thousands of people. Social injustice, unrest, and lawlessness threaten our societies. Political instability and the threat of war increase hostilities between nations. The birth pangs of distress are getting more intense each day. The question is, what do all these things mean, and where is this world headed? Unfortunately, at a time when people need answers the most, many do not know about the end times. You Must Know the Times, Answers to 25 Essential Questions on End Time Prophecy, is an eye-opening book that is specifically designed to educate readers on a wide range of subjects concerning the last days. This book will equip you to discern the times, in which we now live. You will learn what the Bible says about the signs of the times, the conflict in the Middle East, the tribulation period, the nation of Israel, the mark of the beast, the Antichrist, the battle of Armageddon, the rapture of the church, the return of the Lord, and many more essential topics. Discover the powerful message the book of Revelation has for Christians, and the perils that await a rebellious world. The Lord warns, look, I am coming like a thief. The one who is alert and remains clothed, is blessed. Therefore, it is vitally important that you must know the times. Be aware, be informed, and most of all, be prepared for things to come. Get your copy today of You Must Know the Times by Dennis James Woods at Amazon, iTunes, Google Books, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold.